Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of the Intelliki Podcast. I am, as usual, your humble host, Paul Lado. And, um, you know, I was meant to be um, doing a different podcast to this tonight. I was meant to be doing a podcast on ways to kind of keep you thinking or develop your mind powers while you're in isolation. But a number of different people reached out to me um, seeking advice on the new COVID-19 tracking app that the Australian government has put out. And so I spent the last kind of 24 hours, hence why I'm posting this on a Tuesday as opposed to a Monday, kind of digging into the technical details of the of the app, uh, both made by Google and the one um, about to be put out by uh, Apple as well. And, you know, um, the, the tech details, there were definitely some potential holes there. And I looked at the APK, which is basically the, the, the file that the phone uses, especially in the Google one. And yep, there were definitely some security shortcomings. But that wasn't what um, really kind of caught my attention. What kind of caught my attention was when I started uh, kind of trolling the internet for other situations where applications like this uh, have been used to potentially curb some of our civil civil liberties. Now, you guys that know me know that I'm a, a big uh, advocate for digital rights. You know, digital rights are human rights, right? What you create digitally, what is yours, your data, your persona online is yours and should not be misused. Um, if you've got a driver's license and someone stole it and, and, and stolen and used it, you'd be pissed off. Same thing with your Facebook account, same thing with your internet passwords, same thing with your information in general. And so, you know, I've done some shows on this in the past on internet privacy, but today I want to I want to give you guys some thoughts, some I guess um, talking points when you're on Skype or you know sitting around with your family to make some informed decisions, I guess, um, around whether you should install the app or not. Now, I want to be clear. I'm I'm. I'm going to try to move away from the confirmation bias and I'm just going to give you guys facts. But I want to be clear that at this point in time in its current incarnation, I will not be installing the app myself and I'll not be using it. And I'll give you guys my reasons throughout the show as to why that is. Um, Music-wise, hey, we're, we got Australian kind of 90s grunge rock, everyone from Regurgitated to Powderfinger to Spider Bait to the Whitlams. Um, the rules of engagement, of course, I don't do research. I did a little bit for this one, but I don't do research. So, so if you want statistics and shit, you know, you need to go elsewhere. This is opinion-based podcasting. I swear a lot, fuck shit, ass cunt boobs. So, you know, if you don't like swearing, then this is probably not the, you know, thing for you right this is not your podcast maybe go and check out something different and of course any advice i give you take it with a grain of salt it works for me but it may not work for you so you know don't break my balls i'm not here trying to change your mind i'm just trying to kind of stimulate some some conversation so i'm going to go ahead and play a couple of songs and we'll be back after that to talk about the new covid19 app See you soon.
Yeah, where I am. 
So we are back. And um, look, unless you've been living under a fucking rock, you know that we're in the middle of a global, uh, global pandemic. COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus, is basically sweeping the world, infecting people and killing people. I actually read today that a new paper, not supported by the White House, but that came out of the White House, says that because of their um, insistence on um, breaking social distancing, 30 out of their 50 states wanting to open up to get the economy going and so forth, they expect... 135,000 deaths by 2nd of August, potentially up to 3,000 a day in June. And I was kind of like, fuck, that's not good. Um, So, you know, everyone's kind of, uh, you know, here in Australia, we haven't been too bad. Like we've had infections and we've had deaths, but, you know, people have been on, on, in general, doing the right thing. But of course, one of the problems that we have is that with these respiratory viruses, you know, someone coughs, someone sneezes, someone touches you, you touch something that the, the virus lives on, a surface that the virus lives on, and you're infected. And so it can be transmitted from person to person and surface to person. And I guess one of the things that the Australian government has tried to do is create some apps. And, you know, it's not just the Australian government. I think they're probably one of the first ones to release it. But certainly I know the Americans are working on it, which is apps to that you can have on your phone that basically allow you to transmit data. You know, anyone who's on the app transmits certain data. And it allows you to kind of see whether you've come into contact with someone who's infected or not. And I understand that's a bit of a simplistic way of describing it. But one of the things that people said to me when they asked me to do this podcast about this subject was, don't get too tech heavy, bro. We don't want too tech heavy. We just want some facts. So first things first, I think the idea or the motivation behind this is is good right it allows people that opt into to to doing this to actually decide or, or to actually have some visibility of who they're coming into contact with i think in order for it to work you we need to have just about everyone opt in because if someone isn't opting in then opting in should i say then they could be the one that's infected you've come in contact with and you, and the app won't work, right? So this only works if people sign up, right? Um, and I know this figures around like 60%. If 60% of the population sign up, you know, potentially we've got something good um, uh, happening here. What I guess worries me, and I think you guys know where I'm going with this, is how can this technology be used for purposes other than what it was created for? And this is something that I kind of keep banging a drum about is that we don't often, we look at technology as a point in time. We want stuff that's going to fix problems now. And because we want stuff that's going to fix problems now, it's usually created quick because the time to market has to be quick, which means that things like security or not just security, but the thoughts about could this be used in a nefarious way often slips the mind of the people that are designing it and developing it and and kind of strategizing it. And then we end up with situations where we're in pretty bad shape. 
And, you know, an example I harp on about is things like Facebook, right? Everyone knows that Facebook has been used for, for misinformation, disinformation. Look up uh, a show on Netflix called The Great Hack about Cambridge Analytica. So, you know, social networking came across as a noble idea, bringing people together, people sharing ideas and so forth. And in the end, it kind of ended up... Um, you know, being used for other purposes as well that people didn't even potentially envision. You know, it became a way to make money and as a way to make money, um, you know, uh, data became valuable, you know. Um, so when people say, oh, no, 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 Facebook is free. Facebook is not free, man. You pay for it. You pay for it with your information, information about you to targeted advertisers, to governments, uh, to criminals, to everyone else. So if you think you're getting Facebook and social networking for free, then, you know, you're, you're drawing a long bow because you're not. You've paid for it with your data, right? And that's most people are happy to do that because most people still use the old, well, you know, I don't have anything of value that they can take. Your data is valuable, believe me. Uh, having worked in this industry for 27 years, I can tell you, your fucking data has a lot of value, especially to certain governments and, as I said, certain criminal networks, uh, marketers and advertisers. Holy shit. So fast forward to the now, and the now is that we have these new proposed uh, COVID-19 uh, apps, right? to tell us whether we've come into contact with infection, people that are infected and so forth. And I must admit, I have only really taken apart the app in my home lab um, about 10 hours ago, and I'm running some tests on it. So I don't have deep, deep, deep tech knowledge for you guys, which you guys don't want anyway. So instead, I want to be clear that this podcast is really going to give you some pros and cons of using the app and not using the app. So, on that note, I'm going to play a couple more songs and we'll be back to talk about this further.
flash in the face. Right, we are back and we're talking about the COVID-19 apps. And, okay, so let's look at some of the pros and cons. So one of the pros, of course, is that if you have enough people uh, come into that app, right, then um, you're going to potentially have some not full level of assurance, but some level of assurance if you come into contact with um, with someone that is infected. And that's a really good thing because we need to keep, you know, um, these communal infections down in order to beat this thing. The cons, however, there's quite a few of them, right? And let's look at the tech part part of it first so there is a a thing that it will generate called a unique id right and that kind of unique id is um the identifier that an app shares with other users right so the app will basically share with the other user saying hey man i'm here and Again, this is usually done over Bluetooth, or this is proposed to be done over Bluetooth, which is kind of weird because Bluetooth, the range of Bluetooth devices is quite short, or someone might not might have the app on, but no Bluetooth on. And that's kind of fucking crazy, right? Because it won't exchange those IDs, right? But one of the things that it does is that once every two hours, um, it'll change that unique ID. So... This kind of allows not only information to be sent to the government, but as I said, uh, information to be exchanged via Bluetooth between users. The problem is that by having this unique ID that changes every two hours, uh, it kind of makes things possible for the government to understand if users are running the app, right? So if a person chooses to download the app but prefers to turn it off at certain times of the day, this is informing the data store, which is where the information is stored, of their choice, right? And persisting with a unique ID for two hours also increases the opportunities of a 30-part hacking. So by turning it off and turning it on, the this actually can tell someone uh, who's doing an inference attack, whether that person, you know, is is at a specific place or not in a specific place. So it can be used for tracking purposes. 
The other thing is this Bluetooth exchange because there's really no security around Bluetooth except the pin. There's no encryption of data. And so, you know, potentially with some of the tools that I have right here in my lab where I'm sitting, I could potentially sniff that information. But those are not the things that worry me because they're bad enough, right? What worries me is what, where is that data going to be stored by the government? Who has access to that data, right? How is that data going to be handled? At what classification level? Because in government, a classification level determines who can see it. What kind of assurances can people provide me that that data won't be used for other means? Now, I'm not saying don't install the app. What I'm saying is make an informed decision because here's my thought process. We often abdicate um, responsibility for common sense to technology. Oh, you know, technology will save us. And I've seen it over and over that technology will not save us. Technology can only kind of help us, right? But it can't do the heavy lifting for us. We have now been in this pandemic for months. I've been out as little as I can and back in as much as I can. And I just use common sense. I don't touch services if I don't have to. I wash my hands thoroughly. I use disinfectant. Um, you know, I don't go near people. And I haven't caught the virus, right? I don't need an app to tell me if a person is has the virus or not because I treat everyone as being a carrier, right? As being infected. And so by treating everyone that I meet as being infected, then I manage that risk accordingly, right? So if you have an app and you meet someone that says that this person's not infected or it doesn't flag that person as being infected, are you going to shake hands with them? Fuck no, you're not going to shake hands with them. So basically, the app is just allowing you to be selective. It's actually taking some of that risk away, but it's not taking that risk away enough if not enough people use that app. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is... The app that is meant to do some risk mitigation or treatment there, okay, is actually doing heavy lifting based on information that could put you at risk. Whereas your common sense of just treating everyone as a potential infected entity actually makes more sense and doesn't require you to give a shitload of information out to anyone. Okay, I'm going to play a couple more songs and we'll be back soon.
homies, we're back. And as usual, I'd like to do a shout out to some of our show's sponsors. Tracks Restaurants at 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, uh, across from Bomb Beach Station. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, Monday night and Wednesday nights, Palmer night. Wednesday nights. Monday night and Wednesday nights, Palmer night, Thursday night, steak night. Obviously, they're not open, but they do delivery through menu log and delivery. Um, so reach out and get yourself some awesome food. I think, you know, the Palmers and stuff are massive with chips and salad and a drink, and it's like between 25 and 30 bucks. Huge meal. Uh, reach out and get yourself some awesome food. Ozpit Miners, you trust the pit care alternative at ozpitminers.com.au. Um, call them today on 048869738. Mr. Kevin Spencer does, uh, and his peeps, they do dog walking, pet transport, waste removal, feeding and watering. They administer medications if you go away, which you shouldn't. They do bins in and out, security checks. So, you know, call today 048869738 or go to ozpitminers.com.au for your trusted pet care needs doobsis.com my homeboy ivan at doobsis.com that's d-o-o-b-s-i-s.com web and application development um they create new websites they change existing websites they do on-page and off-page search engine optimizations they do application development roadmaps php and javascript development everything you need for your web and application development go to go to doobsis.com that's d-o-o-b-s-i-s.com and of course my little brother Phil the Cruz at Cruz PT that's C-A-U-Z space PT um, if you've ever wanted to get uh, learn how to fight get super fit and not get punched in the face he is your man um, you should see his workouts at the Beast Fight Club um, YouTube channel and on uh, Facebook and Instagram which is how you can reach him are awesome and <coughs> excuse me he does virtual training so he'll take you through the whole process. The dude is amazing. Reach out to him at Cruz PT, that's C-O-U-Z space PT, and tell him uh, his big brother sent you, and he will look after you. So tonight we're talking about, um, you know, this uh, COVID-19 app. And my biggest fear is that I don't trust governments right? I accept that they're here. I accept that there's some awesome people in government. I accept that deep down governments, you know, are are needed in some shape or form. But I'm also one of those guys that believes that power corrupts, right? Um, everyone's got an agenda. And when I look at a government agenda, right? The government agenda, first and foremost, is to keep government in power. So if you're a liberal and you're in power, then you want to keep the Liberal Party in power. And that comes with a lot of, uh, of, of the steps to doing that comes from having solid information on the population, right? If you have solid information, you can use things like predictive analysis to, to see which way they are going to jump and which ways they are not going to jump. And in order to make those predictions, you need a lot of data, a lot of data. And that data can come from so many different places, uh, social networking, census information, and even, God forbid, COVID-19 tracking apps. Also, you know, governments, uh, ours included, are not, do not 
uh, abstain from using fear to get you to do what they want. We are currently at a time where everyone is scared. They're scared of losing their jobs. They're scared of people they love getting sick. They're scared of themselves getting sick. And so if someone comes to you and says, hey man, use this app and it'll take away some of that fear, a lot of people will do it. And I don't deal well with fear. The, the way you fight fear is with logic practice and courage and I did a, a show on this a few episodes back so go back and check out conquering fear um, empowered educated smart citizens are not good for a government they're harder to govern when people are smart and make logical decisions and don't make logical decisions and don't make uh, emotional decisions out of fear and so this is a perfect time as we have seen in history for governments to up the ante. We saw it, obviously, the, the worst cases after 9-11, right? You had a fucking numbnuts, George W. Bush Jr., who was a lame duck president, who was on vacation pretty much 70% of his, of, of, of his first term in office before 9-11. And then all of a sudden, there was this 9-11 that happened. And all of a sudden, there's weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, which weren't there. People got scared. The Homeland Security Act got passed um, in America, which took away so many liberties from people. But people were scared and they were willing to swap their, you know, their, their liberties for some degree of safety. And governments know this. When you're scared, you're vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable, you can be taken advantage of. And we are scared right now. So personally, I don't think this app is a good idea. There is no, there is heaps of tech documentation, but there is no procedural documentation on what happens to all this data by our government. They will say to you, Hey man, yes, we're not going to use this data for anything other than, you know, checking COVID stuff. No, no one's going to have access to it. But I have worked in government before. You don't know that. I have seen data that was meant to be used for one purpose, be used for other purposes. And so, as you guys know, I'm always about giving away as little of my digital liberties as I possibly can. And Couple that with having a common sense based risk strategy. I don't believe that I need the app. Now, if you are constantly going out every day and you are, uh, you know, potentially always around people, essential workers, you may, right? And in that case, hey man, do whatever you've got to do to keep yourself and your family safe. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying I don't know enough to be able to make an informed decision. And as a risk advisor, what I do is I take a worst case scenario that my data is going to be compromised and used for other means. And I say, no, I'm not going to fucking give you my data because the risk treatment or the risk management plan that I have in place, i.e. treating everyone as if they're infected and isolating works just fine for me. Thank you. Having said that, it is your decision. I'm going to play a couple of songs and we'll be back to close off the show.
Charlie anymore, you're screwing it up. You're killing your soul with an audience looking on. If I hadn't left early last night, I would have made a speech to you. You're not the only one. You're going to hurt. If you don't believe me, I don't believe in you. If you don't believe me, I don't believe in you. Makes it all feel better, does it? And makes you feel like heaven, does it? You loved it and you spent accordingly. You can't afford it now. You can't afford it now. You can't afford it now. You try and you fail, and love it like a little dog, and feed it on the scraps you find, and kiss it while you're still asleep. You buy now and pay later. So where's the problem? You can ask if you keep your head up. But the road is long and you're falling asleep at the wheel. There's a girl going crazy about you and I'm not far behind. Can you care about your friends anymore? If you don't believe me, I don't believe in you. If you don't believe me, I don't believe in you. Makes it all feel better, does it? And makes you feel like heaven, does it? Loved it and you spent accordingly. You can't afford it now. You can't afford it now. You can't afford it now. You try and you fail, and love it like a little dog, and feed it on the scraps you find, and kiss it while you're still asleep. You buy now and pay 
later Going crazy about you and I'm not far behind All right kiddies we are back and we've reached the end of yet another show and you know I <clears throat> I don't want to scare anyone and I'm not telling anyone not to install this app for the app to succeed, we need to get, uh, I believe the number is 60% of our population to use it. If not, then it's probably not going to be of much value. Having said that, keep also in mind that there's a lot of people that will be COVID-19 uh, infected that won't even install the app. And if they don't install the app, then fuck. You don't even know that they're, you know, they could be walking around out there and you wouldn't even know. What I am saying is that from where I'm sitting, the benefits of the app do not outweigh the detrimental sides of this app. But again, it's a great opportunity for one, governments to be seen to be doing something, two, for us to abdicate responsibility to technology, which has never worked and never will, right? And three, uh, for governments to take that data and collect more information about us that they potentially could use. I'm not saying they will, but potentially could use for means other than what they're being used to. We already can gather statistics from hospitals. We can already gather statistics from, um, you know, infection rates. We don't need another application on our phone to actually provide more information, especially an application that has potentially, from what I'm seeing, a number of security holes that someone else could access. Couple that with the fact that we don't know what happens to that data. We don't know how that data is handled or treated. I'm not in a position to be able to recommend people install this app, and I certainly won't be doing so. Having said that, as I said, it's your choice, and you know I'll, I do not judge you if you choose to install it. So we've reached the end of another show. I hope it's given you guys something to kind of think about and to talk about. Um, you know, it's a tough time, man. On a personal note, it's a tough time. I see so many people unemployed, and I see so many people sad and depressed and stuck in their homes. But I, I remember this quote that's like, um, tough times don't last but tough people do. And we just have to bite down on the mouth guard and, and just ride this out. And we can ride this out. We need to help each other, not fuck each other over, right? Reach out to people over the phone or over on Skype. Make sure that they're good, that their mental health is strong. Send shit over if you, if you need to. You know what I mean? Put on your mask, put on your gloves, get in the car, drop something off at their doorstep and fuck off back home. You know, help each other, nurture each other. This is where, situations like this is where I believe the great side of us can come out. Don't let your shitty side come out, let your great side come out. But more important than all that, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Remember who loves you, Uncle Paulie loves you, and I'll see you next week. Deuces. 
Let's share.